Welcome to The Contemplative Life. Three pastors, friends, and spiritual companions help us explore spirituality through a contemplative lens. I'm Christina Roberts. I'm Chris Roberts. I'm Christina Kaiser. We're glad you joined us. Hello, it is great to be with you. Today, we are going to be talking about rest. I have been reading so much lately about people's thoughts around post-pandemic life compared to pandemic life and this sort of interim space that we're in. And both on a personal level with just individuals I'm talking to and different news sources, you know, there's this sense of like, you know, we've had this, you know, 15, 16 months of slower pacing rest. And now all of a sudden the summer camps are opening, the restaurants are opening, our calendars are filling up similar to kind of pre-pandemic life. And I think there's some questions around that. Do we like that pace? Do we want to return to that? Or are there some new rhythms that we may be drawn to? And so we want to just take some time to talk about what does it mean to be invited to rest? What does that look like? And why would one want to choose that, especially in our culture that really values productivity, work, et cetera. So that's what we're going to be exploring today. So I think this is a super valuable topic. I definitely, in my own pandemic world, developed some new habits, right? This is because life always was a super run for me. (laughs) And uh, I have noticed when I started to take my daily time and get still. So I think, first of all, how I was managing it in the past was lists. So I'm going to get all my work done by making a list. I'm going to cross things off and that'll keep me on track. Uh, But there was never time for really quality rest on a regular day-by-day basis. So in the pandemic, I started with a 15-minute sit, and immediately I noticed that I have a number of things that play in my head. So I tend to call them scripts, like things that I am telling myself. They're just automatic. They're beliefs that I seem to carry around. So things like you know, I don't have time for this. The kids are going to need me later. And so I need to be moving and going. And my reading for work totally counts as rest, right? Some people would read during their rest time. (laughs) Oh, I was scooting around it and noticing all the guilt. And so I would notice like, oh, I have a judgment there on myself. I don't believe that I deserve rest. Uh, So I I had to kind of work through that a little bit. Um, so all to say, as we get going, I feel this like at the core of my being. Yeah, and I think uh, rest has been, or the invitation to rest has been something that I've grown in personally. Uh, I, I think I, like most people, uh, got a lot of value out of productivity. I think our culture is uh, utilitarian, and there's these value systems that we have around Uh, how much work we get done. And I would say that uh, the pandemic uh, has been great in this this notion of everything has slowed down. But I think for me personally, I think I've been invited to rest um, for for a long time. And those invitations look different, I think, for different people. Um, I personally... Um, would sort of like go, go, go. And I lived in these quadrants of like, um, I think Stephen Covey talks about like the, the four quadrants and, and, uh, I, I don't know them all, um, by heart, but like important, but not urgent and 
you know, all the, all the different sort of spaces that we live our life. And I would go, go, go. And, um, and then I would just sort of have a meltdown and I would, you know, I would hang out in quadrant four. So my wife would always say you're in quadrant one and four. And, um, I think I, I don't think I'm above living in quadrant one and four, uh, anymore, but I, I feel like I, I'm growing into an awareness of my body, my soul, my mind needs rest. And so I, I'm always looking for ways to respond to that invitation. Um, so that's what comes up for me. Yeah, maybe just to offer clarification for those who maybe aren't familiar with Stephen Covey's work, because I do think this is a really helpful grid and quadrant one is urgent and important. So it's things that like immediately need our attention and they're important things that are, you know, so uh, maybe a, a phone call, the text, a doorbell ring, something urgent where if someone's ringing your door, you need to go respond type of a thing. Uh, quadrant two is important, but not urgent. So these are things that are really meaningful in our lives, you know, such as maybe taking some, taking a walk, for example, that's important for our health, but it's not urgent. No one's going to come chasing you down if you didn't go on a walk or exercise uh, today. Um, quadrant four that Chris is referring to is not important and not urgent. And so that would be things like binging on Netflix, etc. And so I think often in our culture, we can live in quadrant one, which is the urgent, important, everything has to get done right now, right now, right now. And then we kind of burn out and fry. And then we end up in quadrant four, which is I want nothing. I want to just veg, don't talk to me, don't do anything. And I think that that's typically the patterns that we find ourselves in, where that quadrant two space is what is, um, it's important, but it's not urgent. So we kind of have to create time for it or make space for it, which I would argue, I think rest is one of those things that it's, it's super important. But again, our culture isn't chasing us down to do it. So often we have to make those choices around that. Yeah. And I think scientifically, right, I started seeing all the data and reading this idea of like when you rest, you're going to be more productive. Your brain's going to function better. Your body's going to function better. Um, so you can know something. Right? So now I have this information that says this will be better, but you need it experientially, right? <laughs> and so as I started doing that in the pandemic, I started realizing, oh yeah, like as I got still, tons of ideas would come to mind that were reasonable and rational and not emotion driven. And I could go have quick conversations that would uh, settle things really fast and we'd have a whole new direction to move in and everything was fine. So experientially, I started taking that in too. It wasn't just information, it wasn't just data. Uh, so now I feel, but even though I'm saying now I feel, I know I will still need more motivation in the future, right? This, I will wane again and I will need more help with this again in the future. Yeah, and it's interesting, and I, I hear what you're saying, and there are definitely lots of books around the science, and I totally understand the space that we create, you know, the classic example of the best ideas come in the shower, right? Because you're not, you know, you're not thinking about anything, and you kind of have a blank space. And also, I think, you know, I, I have talked to some different people, and it's like they want to go on a retreat or have extended rest so that they can basically go back and crank out again, as opposed to just valuing rest for rest and seeing the recreation as just, like, you don't have to justify it. I think sometimes we can get caught up in mental gymnastics or having to explain why, you know, Christina, to your point, I don't deserve rest. Those scripts that run through our brain, I think those are so common that particularly our culture 
really reinforces some of those ideas. And it really takes a conscious choice of, no, actually, like, I'm, I'm going to rest in it. If I want to read a magazine right now or go and play tennis or whatever it is, I don't have to justify or explain myself in that, like, it is okay to do that. And I think that that's something that's really lost in our culture. Yeah. And I, I find myself surrounded by a lot of people that want to like do this thing of going on a, a retreat, a silent retreat. And I think we all enter into maybe doing something like that for different reasons, right? Like going on a silent retreat or going to find rest or this notion of a sabbatical. And um, I think I'm often having to bite my tongue um, about their motivations of why they want to do it. Uh, because I feel like sometimes we arrive to this place of needing rest um, and what we think we need and what we actually need are two different things. And so I think rest, we all need rest, but why we need rest, I think understanding the why is super important. And that's where I really have a, a appreciated the, the contemplative uh, approach to rest because uh, we're all different. We all have different reasons for rest. We, we all arrive to our own conclusions uh, for why our souls need rest. And so, um, I, I, you know, I think anybody who wants to do a silent retreat or, uh, or some sort of personal retreat, I think that's a great thing to do. But I think asking the, the question of why, why do I feel like this is going to be good for me? Why do I feel like this is going to, um, you know, uh, for, for a lack of better words, what you said, Christina, earlier, propel me forward. Not so you can get work, more work done, but so that you can um, have the life and live the life that you want to live. And so I, I, I feel like a lot of people are responding to this invitation to rest. But I'm just um, sort of interested in the why behind why people want to rest. I wonder too, I was just reading a news article about like in April, how many millions of people have quit their jobs, right? And so I think that there's just this extreme burnout and, you know, it's restaurant workers, hospitality industry, just, you know, all, all across the different spectrums. And so I think that there's just in general, we're tired, we're worn out. And so I think sometimes even, cause I think people come to a place where it's like, I, you know, I'm just, I'm tired. Like, you know, I don't have words. I don't have articulation of why and all these deep reasons, except for just, I am bone tired and I can no longer go on with this pace because, I'm feeling sick in my body. I'm crabby to the people that I love. Just the, the stress is taking its toll. And um, and not that you have to go on retreat. I know we're, we're kind of talking about this now, but one thing that I found really freeing is a spiritual director that, you know, years ago, we're, we're talking about the, the rhythms of rest in our lives. He said, you know, oftentimes when someone goes away for a day or whatever it is, the first thing that they do is take a nap. And I want you to do that. Like, don't feel guilty. Like I'm on this retreat. Now I have to have all these like insights or gain this perspective. If your body needs to take a nap, take a nap. Sometimes you might need two or three naps and, and that's okay. And so I think that there's just some practical things of, and again, you don't have to go away on a retreat. Maybe it's just taking a Saturday and saying, okay, I'm going to consciously choose to rest today. Maybe it's turning off devices or, uh, you know, choosing to take a nap or whatever it is that refreshes you. And I think to your point, Christina, the scripts are going to come, you know, it's not like I've decided to do this and now everything's going to be hunky dory. I think sometimes there is this, 
we have to kind of wade through some of these waters. And even if we do feel guilty or feel lazy or whatever it is, that's okay. As long as we're continuing to just kind of, again, it's a practice like anything else that we do. It can be awkward at first, but the more we do it, I think the more that we can sort of lean into that and find our peace and rhythm. Yes. And I, I think uh, I am also encouraged by this notion of stages of life that uh, when we are in our earlier stages, we tend to be in that go-go state. <laughs> and then over time, I think it is also true that we start to want to operate in a more specific vein and we want the rest. So, and yes, I am so for like everyone that quit their jobs, like these articles, I was like, you go, right? Because as I understand it, like they got a little bit better pay or whatever at this other place. But um, yes, I think there was a part of me that eventually too said, you can't go at this pace. This is craziness. Uh, but even now, I mean, I, I laid down yesterday after dinner because I just felt tired and the kids were like are you okay mom is everything all right I was like yeah I'm just sleepy <laughs> so yes I think giving ourselves that permission and then experientially walking it out is all part of the story well I think we're saying that more people probably need to respond to rest I think the, this is the conversation that we're having. But I also think that there is something to um, seasons, right? Like even if we follow the earth's rhythms, you know, there's these seasons that that we go through. And sometimes we have a season of work and, and, and getting things done and productivity. Productivity is great. Um, it, it's It's caused lots of advancements for our society, wonderful advancements. But I think... Um, I think what we're saying as well is life is out of balance for some people. And so um, what would a, what would healthy rhythms look like? And I think that's that's one of the things that we're talking about. Yeah, I agree. No, that's good. And so uh, as part of this podcast, we wanted to offer what we're calling a self-directed rest and renewal retreat, because obviously we recognize that not everybody can just go away and have silent retreats or whatnot. And so this is something online. If you go to the contemplativelife.net, you'll see a tab and uh, the self-directed course, there's going to be an audio version that you can listen to, a downloadable workbook, and at your own pace, taking some time to really reflect on what does rest look like for me and what are some of my barriers to rest and you know, again, it's rest isn't a one size fits all. So what might refresh me isn't going to refresh Christina or Chris in the same way or someone who's listening. And so really kind of getting in touch with that. And um, we'll look at some Bible verses and some cultural dynamics and hopefully to help us to get a little bit sharper and um, at ease at responding to that invitation of rest. So thanks so much. I've appreciated this conversation today. On that note, we're going to transition into what we are into this week. Uh, so I am into the Noom app. I don't know if you guys are familiar, but it's like the psychology of why you eat and how you eat. And da, 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 da. So uh, I had found that I had fallen into some old habits and uh, I know better, so to speak. <laughs> but so I've enjoyed, they have these short little articles every day and I like get all giddy and excited to read them. And <laughs> uh, there's like a little group and you get to share about various things in your life. So I have enjoyed my Noom app the last few weeks. 
Awesome. Well, I have been into sort of teaching my kids uh, little practical life lessons. Um, I have had uh, some opportunities to teach them how to um, do specific things related to yard work. Um, we have found some bicycles that needed repair and they like to try to fix their own bicycles, but eventually they end up coming to get me. And um, we found a bicycle that somebody didn't want and it just needed an inner tube and needed, you know, some, some small things. And so I've been able to teach my kids some of these little life skills of how to repair things, how to do yard work. And so I've, I've really enjoyed the time, uh, that I've been able to spend with my, with my kids, uh, doing these small little tasks. I have been into barbecue. And so, uh, not only is my husband a really good griller, but my sister-in-law was recently visiting from Texas. And so just getting on the conversation about Texas barbecue, which is something that they specialize in. And we have a barbecue place near us and, the entrepreneur went to Austin for a while, like a month or maybe even years to learn the art of smoked meats and whatnot. And so I just find myself really appreciating the taste of smoked and grilled meats in new ways. And it is like you can take a chicken and somehow when you you know cook it in different ways or have different sauces, it's like a completely different thing than you know baking or however else one would prepare it. So I am really appreciating barbecue. Well, thanks for joining us. As always, we appreciate you listening in every week. Um, for those who have been enjoying the podcast, we would so appreciate it if you would take a moment to rate or review. Uh, that helps others on iTunes to find us and to get our material out there. So um, until next time, make it a great week and see you then. 